This week on The Uncommon Truth, we're doing something a little bit different. We're checking in with Steve and Vicki and all the current events surrounding the Bear Fire North Complex fire here in Butte County. And we're going to bring you a little bit of Steve and Vicki from where they're evacuated. Uh, I myself am in evacuation right now as we're recording this, so we just want to bring you a little bit something different. Stay tuned. You are listening to The Uncommon Truth podcast produced by the Father's House Church of Orville, where we discuss Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. The Uncommon Truth is available anywhere podcasts can be found, so make sure you subscribe, leave a rating, a review, and let us know what you think so that more people can get involved with the conversations about Christianity the way Jesus meant it to be. Okay. Hey, Steve and Vicki, this is Max. I'm just calling to check in on you guys. I'm recording hey, hey. this for the for the podcast. I know our listeners are going to want to know how this past weekend weekend was, and we didn't want to leave them hanging without uh, hearing from you on a on a Monday. So, uh, Steve, how are you guys doing? You know, we're doing absolutely wonderful. We uh, went through a little bit of uh, stress that night when the fire was coming right at us, and the wind was having fifty mile an hour gusts, and it was traveling. Every exaggeration on earth was coming at us, and uh, <laughs> and so we had a little bit of a, a tizzy fit that night, but mostly we're just uh, um, doing really good. Okay, so for those people who maybe don't know what's going on, Vicky, what happened? What happened like with this whole fire and and everything? Well, so we uh, I three years ago we lost our house in the wildfire. Uh, was incinerated. We were pretty sure we wouldn't lose it, but it, you know, Jesus had other ideas. So when this happened on what is today? Today's um, would be Monday, but it would be last Wednesday did, or Tuesday. The fire yeah, happened. So, yeah, that's right. Was it? Was it Tuesday? Tuesday evening, Wednesday morning. Yeah. Okay. So we, it's it's a little. Once you've gone through a fire, and I probably need to pray through some some a little bit of anxiety because I don't believe anxiety or fear is of the Lord and. I'd say, I don't want to claim it, but there was a little bit, of, it felt like a little bit of PTSD. Mm-hmm. And when we saw the uh, wind, uh, the wind was really radically We woke, we woke up to really 35 mile an hour winds and that's a firestorm. You know, with the, there's the fire, it just causes it to happen. So we, um, I think, you know, I, I'm a little tend to be a little bit more like, let's go. Steve's a little more cavalier in that. Um, and we just, we saw that we saw the, the um, incredible red ball and, all of a sudden we said, we got to get out of here because we weren't going to right away. And there was warnings and we think sometimes they over um, react to, to obviously fire because of paradise, California that basically right. burned down. And we had the same sheriff who was in charge of that um, horrible calamity. So we just took off about, um, gosh, Steve, what time was it? But was it late? It was dark, wasn't it? It was dark, probably eight thirty nine. No, it was 1030. 10:30, we, we went and went down to the campus, which is about seven miles away, and stayed with our, our daughter Nicole. And obviously, our phone was going off because the whole city was under a warning. So we're seven miles from the city, and our whole, even our campus, was in uh, in turmoil. Mm-hmm. Does that answer the question? Yeah, no, that's that's it. And you did a good job of talking about like three years ago. We had just recently on the podcast talked about. Three years ago was your wedding anniversary and the the anniversary of your fire uh, the wall fire taking out your house That's and then right. two years ago uh, after my wife and I we'd only been here for a couple months 
and uh, and the campfire took out the whole town of paradise and everything around it. Right. And now now this is happening, and and we actually become part of the evacuation. Uh, it's just kind of it's kind of surreal, and it's it's really good. I think a lot of people who are seeing this on the news, and a lot of people who are listening from the um, from far away and close, kind of were wondering, okay, well. How do how are Steve and Vicky gonna deal with this? Because we, we talk about it on the podcast every once in a while, and now it's just another chance to uh, to hear about about how circumstances are are not your Lord, right? Right, and we we would have told you there we didn't have any kind of PTSD or any kind of underlying fears, and yet when the the warning went off on our phones saying we were being evacuated, I got very angry. Hmm. Uh, I got stormy angry and I just kept thinking, what am I so mad about? Yeah. And, uh, I realized that I, it was the anger built board out of the stress of having the last burn. Now we've had three fires on this hill since then. And every one of them have been traumatic, but this one, you know, they evacuated us and, and it, it was coming at us. It was coming at us fast. Yes. And even when it turned towards town, you know, when we evacuated from town, uh, it was coming and it, and it really, the wind just stopped and honestly, a, an opposite wind started and this incredibly ominous glow just kind of went down to a little tiny glow mm-hmm. and it was, you know, you probably saw that. And so uh, we had way more emotional baggage than we thought. And it, I think this time with the, the, the fire being dangerously close and dangerously, you know, powerful. I think both of us and all of us felt that stress and me and Vicky, of course, together, having been through it, you know, everything we own burned to a crisp. We felt the stress that night and I didn't sleep. I don't think either one of us slept. And uh, so it was tough. But it's, oh. but since then that has lifted and we're right back into the, the blessing of the fire that burnt our house. And uh, God is really in control of our lives and, and really got, we got a grip on it pretty quick. Yeah. I was going to say it, it takes a little bit of conscious effort, doesn't it? To yeah. put your perspective back onto uh, what does the Lord say and what does the Lord want and how, how does the Lord want me to act in this situation? But it's pretty, it's pretty easy to get into that um, scared or poor me sort of mindset. I know just because I had to leave too, right? Yep. Yeah. And so, yeah, go ahead. The thing is that at 2.30 in the morning, we called everybody together and bless our team. Um, And we just, uh, just everybody had a scatter because of the warning um, of the whole city and the firestorm that was seven miles away. And the fire was moving very quickly like it did in the city of Paradise. And it could have been a town, honestly, in probably within an hour, could have been a town. So um, just having that, you know, Steve having to make that decision for all of us, there's about, what, about probably a hundred with all the kids. Um, it was a pretty interesting night and it showed us a lot, you know, it's like, it's like, um, the count it all joy. It's, 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 it shows me that there is places in my life that, you know, I still am unsure about what Jesus wants to do. However, my thought today was, and I, I mentioned to you this morning a little bit, Max, is that it's interesting and I don't know what to make of it is that our County, Butte County, has been in the national news 
a lot in the last three years for <laughs> for natural yeah. disasters. And I'm not exactly sure what Jesus is up to, but I really want to partner with him and mm-hmm. um, get into the place where, you know, Jesus, this, this fire is yours. The house is yours. The city is yours. The church is yours. You know, the people are yours. Um, but I'm just kind of really wrestling with why is there so many natural disasters in Butte County? And I just kind of want think Jesus is up to something really, really substantial in our lives. That's cool. Yeah, I, I remember after Paradise, uh, that wasn't super, uh, it wasn't really f- far after the, the Oroville Dam, uh, almost, you know, overtopping and almost breaking. And that was a far quicker evacuation. That was before I got here, but it was, I remember watching you guys uh, from afar in Canada, wondering what was going on. And, um, and so even after Paradise, we were asking that same question. Wow, like what's going on here? It seems like this is where everything's happening. And now, now again, even closer to home. Um, I know I could, as we were leaving, I could see the flames on the ridge. And, and it just makes things, everything uh, surreal. But I, I definitely had... And I, I credit this to the two of you guys and, and the people that have been leading me here under your leadership, the, uh, the peace of like leaving your house and my new bike and my, my kids' pictures and all those wow. things, just a piece of like, okay, well, I'm, I'm okay. My family's okay. Awesome. The Lord's going to protect us. And even as we're driving parallel with flames and everything. Um, and even like my wife and my sister-in-law and my kids in the car, we just, we were at peace. So, um, that's, that's, isn't that, a, isn't that an amazing, um, it's, it's starting to, it's starting to feel real to count it all joy as you go through things. It's to get to that place where Jesus doesn't really owe us anything yeah. and to have peace in the midst of obviously a firestorm is, is a really good indication of how far we've come and how far we need to go. Obviously, Steve and I need to go farther probably. And, um, but it's like, you know, hopefully not being tied to the things of this world, knowing that Jesus is in control is, is, is a, it's, it's, it's phenomenal. Yeah. It, it really is. I'm proud of you. So that's about it. I wanted to let you guys, you got a lot of stuff to do. You're kind of working remotely, trying to, we got a lot of stuff going on with, um, yeah. with church coming up this weekend. Not sure what we're doing because we've got, uh, we can't see the sun from the cloud of ash and right. it looks like it's been snowing in my front yard and we've got people like sort of scattered to the four winds. Almost like the church is a yo-yo. We're moving here, moving there. We're going to go inside. We're going to go outside. Yeah. It's well, really, uh, it's really a lot of, a lot of switches because of this, but I, Max, I wanted to add something about this season in Butte County. Yeah, go ahead. Go for it. So, yeah. So we prayed from the day we arrived here for a holiness revival in Orville, we fasted 40 days and prayer walked the city streets twice, three times, four times. We've walked 40 days. You might have even been here for one of them. And it was every day for 40 days praying over the city. God, don't forget this place. Bring your holiness here. And and let's. we want to see a revival of people coming to a knowledge of Jesus Christ. And we've been crying out for that. And I think when, you know, Vicky's talking about how many natural disasters, fires, um, floods, you know, just so many different things. And I think it's a response to our prayers for revival. I think that it's, we are perfectly situated for a holy move of God that uh, I, I think most people see moves of God differently than I do. But 
I see it, you know, as a need for him, a want mm-hmm. for him and, and, and a dependence on him. And so I can't tell you how dependent you feel when a ball of flame may trap you and you can't get out when a ball of flame come. It's like, it's like the ocean. You can't stop the ocean. You can't stop the fire. You can't stop the winds. And it's a helplessness that is absolute necessity that God would come to your aid and rescue you. And I think, I, I mean, who could imagine a better atmosphere for a move of God in holiness that we would bow our knees and say, we are helpless without you. Yeah, we are helpless. We need you. We need you, Lord, and cry out his name and cry out his identity. You know, my savior, my Lord, my life is in your hands. I definitely I definitely understand that. And I, I think that that's probably a reality for every person on this planet. But especially here in in North America, we don't think about that all the time. We don't think about how dependent we are on the Lord for our every right. breath. And so That's when right. you're when you're faced with something like this or three th- three natural disasters like this in the last three and a half, four years, um, it really gets the people here to take notice. And I know our our friends and neighbors are coming coming to church, not just our church, but churches. That's because right. The Lord's getting their attention. And you know what, if it, if that's what it takes, if, if that's what it takes to, to have the Lord move, then, um, it's a, it's a big price, but it's better than the alternative, right? That's right. And I, I remember a long time ago, someone said to me, faith isn't faith until it's all you have. And in these natural disasters, that's all you have. It's like, you just either believe that he's good and he's, you're going to walk through this, whatever it looks like. It doesn't always look like you think it's going to look like, or I think but faith isn't faith until it's all you have. And, and in the last three and a half years for us, you know, and we're by no means there, you know, we're, it's a, a day by day farther up and further in, further up and farther in. And for us, it's just a litmus test. And um, what we are seeing though, and for all of our listeners, there's a holiness and there's a, um, the Holy Spirit is doing something that we haven't seen for probably 35 years where people are praying for Jesus the first time and they're being brightly converted. Um, we're seeing that more and more at the father's house that they're praying and they're feeling it for many years. It didn't happen here. We're like, what's going on? Cause we saw it for many years when we first were saved. And I think that's starting to happen that they're Jesus, because it's just Jesus is being really real to them. So I'm actually really excited about what, you know, where we're going, what we're doing. And every day in the father's house, Oroville, Butte County, your life is an adventure. It's a roller coaster. We're all on a that's roller coaster. Right. We are on that's a roller true. coaster. Well, and that's what it is following Jesus. It's a, it's an adventure and it's not, uh, adventures aren't always things that you're certain of the outcome of when you're in them, but, um, that's what makes it an adventure, right? So thanks so much for, for taking a moment out of your, your hectic, busy week. This is, uh, we're recording it on Thursday afternoon. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're listening to it on Monday. So lots can happen between, between now and, and Monday listening to this, but, um, Thank you so much for giving your time, Steve and Vicky, to to chat with me. And listeners, thanks thanks for uh, listening to us and and being a part of the Uncommon Truth. It's not a normal episode, but uh, we wanted to give you something and let us uh, let you all know that we're we're all good. We're we're with you and we're with Jesus, and and He's taking care of us. We love Amen. You guys.
All right. Thanks, guys. Love you guys. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Well, that was really good hearing from Stephen Vicky. Thanks for joining us. I just want to take a second to give a little bit of my perspective on what's happened. Uh, it's been two years now. This is the, the middle of September. And on the 1st of September in 2018, my wife and I uh, and my two daughters at the time moved to Oroville. And then uh, a, couple year, a couple months later in November, the campfire ravaged Paradise and Megalia and all the neighbor, uh, neighboring towns in Butte County. And, and even before that, we, as we were talking with Steve and Vicki, we talked about the Oroville Dam disaster, and, and now the dam's been completely fixed and, and remade and, and hopefully prevented stuff like that happening. But it's just so interesting that all these things have happened in Butte County in the past, uh, really past three years. And as, as we were leaving our home and getting packed up and actually driving, we drove a few hours away to the, the Reno ta or the Tahoe Truckee area in uh, Northern California through the mountains. I was thinking about this. Um, we had a school of transformation class with Stephen Vicky's daughter, Danielle, who's been on a lot of the earlier episodes of the uncommon truth. And she was teaching us about the Christian view of, of trials and suffering. And I know it's, it seems like we talk about that a lot here on The Uncommon Truth, but I think it's something that really is uncommon in the North American church. We don't really ever talk about or like talking about suffering or, or trials, and if we do, it's about how we want God to take them away. But Danielle was teaching about Paul, and she's been doing a deep dive on Paul and, and thinking about what he, what he wrote and his circumstances and uh, really, there's so much about Paul that, that would make us feel uncomfortable if we were actually to look into it as North American Christians. Um, I think she said something like a third of his, his writings took place while he was in prison. And, and that he, he was so joyous in those times. And he was talking about how, how he re was rejoicing in the sufferings because if it was like, okay, well, I'm actually one with Christ because Christ suffered. And on, on that note, it, it seems even Jesus' sufferings are, are hard to talk about as a Christian, unless we're talking about them as, well, he suffered for me and, and, uh, and helping us grow closer to him by realizing what he did for us, which is all good. But when it comes down to thinking, um, or looking at Jesus' suffering and Paul's suffering and and the the disciples suffering as examples for us that makes us real uncomfortable at least it it made me really uncomfortable because it makes me ask the question uh, am i suffering as they had suffered and and usually the answer is uh, no way no no way near as close and and then the next logical question is why uh, I'm not sure if it's because I live in a better world or a better time or an easier time than they did, or or maybe is it that I'm not as bought in to the message of Jesus as they were, or I'm not as sold out, whatever the terminology you want to use. And so as I was fleeing, as we were packing up our stuff into our van and driving away, and we could see the flames on the ridge uh, parallel to us as we were going, I just thought, man, even if this were to 
to be, you know, the worst case scenario. I still wouldn't have anything on the sufferings of Paul, on the sufferings of Jesus, of of the 11 of the 12 disciples who were uh, reportedly martyred for their faith, and the other one was burnt in, uh, legend has it, burnt in oil or, or boiled in oil and didn't die. And then he was just uh, exiled to an island. Like, I don't, I wouldn't have anything on them. And yet in all their writings, they're talking about how these, these sufferings not only produced, produce faith and produce character, but they're also privileges because, because of the same sufferings that Jesus went through. So I don't know if I have a point or an answer or anything uh, in that monologue. I'm not very good at monologuing. I haven't done it a lot before. But if there's anything to take away, I would just like to encourage you to think along the same lines that I'm thinking about right now in this time. I'm just like, what what would it take to to develop the character and the the faith that these these four uh, forefathers of our faith had? And uh, even Steve and Vicky, as I watched them, they still struggled a little bit with this with this. Uh, recent fire but nowhere near to the degree that you'd you see some of the some of the other people that had to evacuate um and so just spending every day asking that question uh, how can i grow in my faith how can i can i grow closer to you jesus and and what role does suffering or trials or persecution have in that so thank you so much for listening to the uncommon truth i know this has been an uncommon episode for us um, but I would love to hear your, your feedback on this. Um, if, if stuff's still going on, this is episodes dropping on Monday. Definitely keep the Father's House team and, and leaders in your prayers and, and all of Oroville and Butte County. And uh, we really appreciate it. If you'd like to get in contact with us, I've listed my email address underneath the, the show notes. Um, the link that you can email me. I've also got links to our online church, um, places where you can buy Steve's book on Amazon, his three books actually, and, uh, and just some other links there that you might want to check out, our Sunday sermons that have been archived and uh, information on the School of Transformation. I'm a School of Transformation student, so you can check all those out. Thank you so much for making the Uncommon Truth uh, podcast a part of your podcasting routine, and we'll see you next week.